all. Hi. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, my name is Red, uh, Red Redmond. I'm a comedian, uh, a drag queen, a live events promoter. Uh, I'm a non-binary individual, which is something I bang on about far too often. Uh, I live here in Manchester with my pet rabbit, and I'm joined here today with uh, my flatmate and colleague, uh, Mr. Mike Milling. Hello. Hi, Red. Hi. <laughs> Fancy seeing you here. I know, right? Yeah. Um, in, in our flat. Yes, yes. Now, uh, Mike's just moved into the flat. Uh, how, how are you finding the flat, Mike? Lovely. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's not just you, it's the rabbit as well. Yeah. Molly, the mm. rabbit. We come as a pair. Who um, I was alarmed to discover that she wasn't named after Molly Ringwald, the actress. No, 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 no. Why oh. is she called Molly? Uh, I got her from Trafford Pets at Home, uh, and when I picked her up in my arms, she just felt like a Molly. Oh, it's a nice a story, isn't it? Yeah, that could be a film in itself. Yeah. Uh, not a very good one, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Mike. Uh, I've just moved in uh, with Red. After a messy breakup, but let's not go into that. <laughs> uh, I, I, just, I live here now, it doesn't matter. I'm a bit of a comedian um, and writer and uh, ex sort of journalist, social media writer y bloke. Yeah. And I doodle, I, I, I do cartoons as well. Cool. And that's about it. And I watch lots of films. <laughs> and that's, uh, I think that's the main point of the podcast, really. We both fucking, we love films. Uh, big film fans. Yep. And what we're, the plan of the podcast, we, we should probably outline the premise. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do some uh, film pitches, right? These are basically, uh, you know, if you're a movie fan, you'll always come up with ideas for movies. Maybe uh, stories that you've got ideas for. Totally. Or uh, you, you really want to see an actor in a specific role. Yeah. Um, Growing up, I always had these fantasies, like movie dreams, movie fantasies of whatever movie you could have in your head, you yeah. know, your dream. There was no real limitations. Well, yeah, because it's you totally. know, in your head. Um, and yeah, yeah. So I always thought about that and always thought about different movies and different little scenarios. I quite like the idea of uh, you know bringing back franchises as well, like uh, franchises that've been sort of uh, left alone for a couple decades. Like, like I'd love to see Gremlins. Well, well they do that now, though, don't they? That, they, that is they... the world we live in: reboots and remakes. But I'm just pointing out they haven't what done you, that. Yeah, you want that, but we live <laughs> in that red. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I want to see. We haven't. It hasn't happened to Gremlins yet. No. You That's just basically, you're saying you just want a Gremlins reboot. That is exactly but what I'm saying, Mike. <laughs> I would welcome a Gremlins reboot as long as it was all your practical effects. Mm -hmm. It was all puppets. I, don't, I wouldn't want them to go all weird and CGI and I don't know. True. Yeah. Well, I mean, they'll refine it with CGI. That's okay. Well, I'd like to see sort of, maybe it's inspired by Infinity War and stuff. I'd like to see more crossover stuff from different franchises yes. all mixing in. Yeah, and I've got yeah. some great ideas for... Dif you know, di different cinematic universes mixing. Oh, okay. I like that kind of stuff. So, so who who would you have in a, in a face off? Well, I always really I, I always thought um, that you could do a great like super team of like assassins. Yeah. With John Wick. Um, yes, you told me this. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. This is uh, brilliant. Uh, uh, Brian Mills is it from Taken? Right. Liam, ne Liam Neeson from Taken. Yeah. Um, in a team with oh, who was it? Oh, the Equalizer, yes. Denzel Washington, 
Um, Might be tricky to sort out now, Liam Neeson and Denzel pairing up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Um, (laughs) That'll probably, you know, it'll get the film film bigger. It'll get people to see it. Uh, um, The Foreigner, uh, which was really good. Jackie Chan. Oh, Jackie Chan. So he was going to be good. That's a really clever addition to the the group, yeah. But there was after watching also. Recently, I've been watching quite a lot of... um, sort of B-movie, Antonio Banderas action movies. He's done quite a lot recently. They've kind of gone under the radar. There's one called Acts of Violence. It's not Vengeance. No, because there's a Bruce Willis film called Acts of Vengeance. Right. But there's an Antonio Banderas film called Acts of Violence, and that one's really good. And it's about a lawyer that um, avenges his family uh, and takes, like, a vow of silence and then, like goes to these underground fight clubs to learn how to fight, but just gets battered throughout the whole film. And he'd be quite a good asset to the team as well, I think. Yeah. And he's, like, silent, and he's got a dog, and it's really, it's cool. It's, it's all cool. Yeah, and then... <laughs> so yeah. I think that'd be good. And I don't know whether you could cross over villains from somewhere, but I don't know. Well, John Wick could bond with his dog. I think that would be, like, nice. Yeah! You know? Yeah! But we'd need some strong female characters. I was about to say Charlize Theron's Atomic Blonde, but that's... Well, that's, I was going to say... That's yeah, um, a period different, sort of piece, isn't yeah, it, yeah, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you could have uh, Numi Rapace from Closer. Yes. Uh, uh, close, close, not Closer. Closer is a whole different film. Yes. <laughs> uh, close, yes. That was really good on Netflix. Very yes. good film. We both watched this independently yes. uh, a couple of weeks ago. Solid. Really, really enjoyed it. It's just like really, really tight. Uh, really tight. It's like 90 minutes or an hour and 40 or something. It's really solid. She is just awesome. She's a great sort of fierce uh, hero. And it's a cool little sort of buddy-buddy film as well. I'd love to see much more of Numi Rapace. Yes. I she's fantastic. She's magnificent. Yes. I think she could be a brilliant, like, proper action star. Uh, I was saying the other day that I think Numi Rapace would be an amazing Bond girl. Yes. Either villain or... Yes. Goody. Baddie or goody. Cool. So that's uh, pretty much what the show's going to be. We're going to be talking about movies and we're going to be doing some pitches. Uh, Those are coming up later in the show. But first, (laughs) let's talk about the Oscars. Or Oscar Pistorius. No, uh, the Oscars. Let's talk about the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, the Oscars were last night. Uh, we watched the Oscars in our flat. Uh, Mike, what did you think of the Oscars? Um, they didn't finish till half four in the morning. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought about them. They were good. It was weird not having a host. Um, it mm. was strange. It was like the teacher not being there and then loads of the kind of kids doing it themselves. It was <laughs> a bit strange. And so a little bit stilted, but I felt it worked. And it felt a lot snappier. It felt to go a lot quicker. Because I remember, I've watched, I haven't watched it for a few years, but in the past when I've watched the Oscars, the full coverage, it has been felt like an age. No, I, th- I thought it was really good. I think it works without a host. I think the, the sad reality is I think it's a very difficult job to be a host. I think... I think there's probably like maybe 10 people on the planet that would be able to do that job and get away with it, let alone do that job and do it well. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's just really tricky getting the right person to do it. Um, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph were brilliant at the beginning. Yeah. But then saying that, if they had to do the whole show, it would have been a bit more pressure on them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So what did you feel? What did you think about some of the winners? 
Yeah, I agree with a lot of the wins this year. There were a, a few that I didn't see coming. Uh, like, I was showing you my predictions. Right. I got, like, half of mine right. Mm, yeah. There were, there were a lot of... Uh, I mean, you know, the ones I got right were a best adapted screenplay for Black Klansman. Um, in fact, let me get them up now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I always knew it was going to be Olivia Coleman. I had it in my heart. I knew she was going to get it for the favourite. Because she just, yeah, it was just deserved it. And it was a great, I think it's just awesome. Because you've seen someone like her on TV, uh, like stuff like Peep Show and stuff, it's sort of... To see her kind of getting an Oscar, it's bizarre. Who won Best Actor? What was it again? Raimi. Raimi? Raimi Malek. Yeah, it's a questionable film, but it's a great performance. (laughs) I like that film, but I'm one of the rare people who do like that film. I just think he should um, have done the acceptance speech with the teeth in. Yes, yes, or just dressed in full, the vest and everything. (laughs) He should have done the voice. Yeah. As I said, I got my predictions were half right. The ones I got right were Best Director, Alfonso Cuaron. I yeah. thought he was going to get Best Picture as well, but, you know. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen Roma, but he's a great director. I've always liked him. His early work, I can't even remember know if I'm saying it properly. You two, Mama Tambien, just a fantastic film. I got uh, Mahasha Ali right for Best Supporting but, Actor. You see... But I did... I thought Richard E. Grant deserved it. I know, it. but he's already got a supporting actor Oscar yeah. for Moonlight. And I get it, you should do the film, and that's why you know Glenn Close shouldn't want to blah, blah, blah. But still, he already got a supporting actor Oscar like a couple of years ago. I think... The, the, Richard E. Grant would have been so happy. I mean, he looked yeah. like he'd won a competition whenever you saw him in the audience. Yeah. So, like... That was because Streisand was there. Well, his, yeah, his childhood I guess, hero. I guess, I guess. But I think... The fact of the matter is, Green Book, um, Mahasher Ali's character is just in Green Book more. Like, it's basically a buddy movie. It's, yeah. It's hard to say that he's well, even yeah, the so supporting he could have been, actor. Exactly. It's, it's a very leading role. Exactly. So he could have been up for the lead as well as Vigo. They could have been yeah. competing against each other. Yeah. 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 But um, And the same could have been said for The Favourite, though, because that's basically free leads. Well, I mean, like, Green Book is still very much from Viggo Mortensen's character's yeah, point of view. Yeah. So, like, I do see... But The Favourite, there's three... The fa- I mean, if anything, actually, I think in The Favourite, the Olivia Colman's possibly in it less than the other two sometimes, but she is sort of the... You, you know, you do realise while watching the film that she is the lead. Right, well, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Best Foreign Film. Uh, this is one that I got correct. I think it was one of the most obvious winners of the night, which was Roma. Roma won Best Foreign Film. But one thing that's always annoyed me, uh, particularly this year as well, is that South Korea have never been nominated for Best Foreign Film at the Oscars. Now, I'm a huge uh, Korean movie fan, uh, and this year, Burning came out, which I don't think you've seen, but... I I haven't. I have, and it is smashing. And a lot of the nominations this year were art house indies or at least like things that no one's particularly excited about i've seen loads of people excited about going to see burning uh and it's a great film and i think it's a travesty that south korea have never had a nomination i think that's mad yeah i've read a little bit about it well they have submitted less than a lot of other countries they have submitted less movies i think they've submitted around 20 movies Mm. whereas like japan for instance have submitted around 60 but Japan's something like the third 
most successful in that category of winning best foreign film. Right. So like they've submitted three times as many and they're like the third in like leading in the world. So you'd think like those numbers would still, it's still strange that South Korea haven't been nominated. Yeah. Uh, who else was, what, what other films were nominated? Uh, let's have a look. In the foreign yeah. category. Uh, Cold War. Cold War. He's a really good, that's a really good director. I've never seen that film though. But um, um, he's done some good work in the past with Paddy Considine. Oh, okay. In some other movies. There's uh, a Never Look Away, result. which is German, which I've not heard of. Right. And Shoplifters, which is Japanese, which I've yeah. not heard of either. I feel like such a white person right Yeah, now. I feel like a real Philistine. <laughs> so um, what do we fucking know? I'm sat here saying Burning should be the best foreign film, but... I actually haven't seen know, four yeah. of the five. Exactly. No, I haven't seen three of the four. But yeah, basically, I think South Korea deserve a nomination. That I've got a beef. Okay. I've got some some Korean beef. I've got some kimchi <laughs> on the matter. Nice. Uh, what about the animation category? Because yeah, I did think Spider Man Into the Spider Verse is going to get it. What? After I came out of the cinema, I thought actually because I just thought that is big and the way everyone was talking about it. I thought and people weren't expecting it to be so good. I thought it was brilliant. Um, I thought it deserved to win, but I just didn't think it was going to win. Like I had Isle of Dogs. Um, See, I didn't. I didn't think Isle of Dogs. I didn't think that one was good. I don't know. I think it's a weird category this year because you've got Incredibles two and Wreck It Ralph two, and neither of them hit hard. Hmm. No, no, they didn't. So Incredibles two was just okay. It was a good sequel if it had came out. 10 years ago, yeah, like, you know, but the delayed. fact that if they're going to bring it out now, they should have done something bigger than it's just continuation. It starts straight away from the first. Anyway, um, that's just my beef with that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I think one thing we need to talk about before we move on to uh, our pitches mm-hmm. is uh, Black Panther at the Oscars this year, yes. which has upset a lot of gammon. So, yeah, yeah. So, superhero fans want the films to be taken seriously, want Oscar recognition, whatever. And then it's finally got it. He's got, you know, Black Panthers there, but then people say, oh, no, 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 not that one. That's not the best one. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, maybe not that one. Was that, well, is that, I don't know. I think it's a fantastic film, Black Panther. And I probably prefer it to, like, Infinity War, because Infinity War, although was a great spectacle, it was a bit like a kid bashing loads of toys together, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Black Panther was really good. and I thought Ant-Man 2 was really good as well. I loved Ant-Man 2. <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp. I, do, I think it deserves a nomination in this category. I, I'm, I'm not disappointed by it at all. Black Panther, yeah. Black Panther, yeah. Um, I actually thought halfway through the Oscars it was going to win. Like, Yeah, we got a bit excited, didn't we? Because yeah. I was like, it's going to bloody do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I, I really like it. I think it's a really good film. I think what's really strange about the Oscars and about particularly about people's criticism of Black Panther's nomination is that people say, oh, it's not that great of a film. And it's like, have you seen some of the other nominations? Like, I think people were freaking out because Bohemian Rhapsody got like sort of essentially got the most um, like wins yeah. best editing that was the, yeah because i wouldn't say that it was it's just appalling if That's... other people are seeing something we're not i don't know i would agree with that like i don't know why it 
one said it. I think it's a fun popcorn yeah, like it has movie. To be, you really enjoyed it. I well. enjoy it, but I could totally see all the faults within it, but it just didn't matter to me. I'm not a fan of music biopics, so I don't really like music biopics that much. Like, I couldn't be bothered... I, I, Sitting down watching bloody Walk the Line or something. <laughs> Walk the Line's a good film. Yeah, it's just they're just all so because I'm. Although I, I, I like the way the Queen one diverts from the truth because it makes it bloody entertaining. To be fair, <laughs> Walk the Line also diverts from the truth. Yes, it does. Because yeah. is but it what it's just they, dull. they cast his first wife as a white woman when she was black? Oh, really? I believe, uh, which is interesting. Which wouldn't happen in 2019. Yeah, and some people would pretend not. that's a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, this is the pitch section of the show. Uh, we're both going to pitch ideas, ideas we've come up with uh, independently, um, ideas for films. Uh, these ideas could involve plot of the story. We're going to talk about the characters, possibly who would play those characters, uh, the aesthetics of the piece. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get really stuck in. Uh, Mike's going to go first. So, Mike, uh, g- give me a pitch. Well, it was interesting when you came up with this sort of concept and I was thinking back to when I went to school yeah, and it must have been about 14, something like that, 15, 14. So I was watching a lot of like action movies on videos, yeah. VHS, horror movies, uh, a lot of B movies. And at the time I just got onto like, they just sort of invented the thing called media studies in our school. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, oh, we could do this now. And it was sort of, I mean, it was just like, we'd occasionally watch Blade Runner in the dark on a TV. And then, like, I don't know, we'd, we'd, I can't remember learning anything. But there was one time where we had to like sort of invent a movie. Me and my friend, Phil, we were sitting next to each other and we used to come up with movies and became a little sort of project. And I've, I, my, I've still sort of had the film in my brain so yeah, I remember starting it and putting putting a fair amount of work into the beginning, but then I'm pretty sure I abandoned it to help my friend Phil, who was making a Bond movie, which was uh, named after an Iron Maiden song uh, called The Evil That Men Do. <laughs> <laughs> which is arguably a better title than Shatterhand. I think you should pitch me that. Yes, well that's not my idea, that's Phil's idea. So maybe we'll get Phil, Phil if you're listening to this, yeah. we'll get Phil on and he can pitch that sometime. We'll happily get Phil on. Because I don't know who he had as Bond or what he had or what the plot was. Yeah. It was just about evil that men do. <laughs> I think it's as good, well, yeah. in 2019, yeah. after Weinstein era Hollywood, yes. I think the evil that men do is exactly the yes. one movie that we need. And then you could have a big sweaty nonce as the villain <laughs> like in a suit. So anyway, so uh, my idea, yep. which was, at that point, I still haven't, but I haven't seen a zombie film set in a prison where everyone's sort of trapped inside a prison. But I think there have, right. there have been some. Yeah. And there were some. I think there's one set in Alcatraz or something. Um, but yeah, so my one, it's a zo- but essentially it's a zombie film set in prison. Yeah. I was always torn between two working titles. I don't okay. know if we want to go for the titles after, or I can tell you the titles now. You can go ahead. Um, I mean, it was either they were either called it was either called Prison Food or Jailbait, but Jailbait yeah. Uh, yeah. sounded a bit. Uh. They're both good. I do like <laughs> yeah. Prison Food. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Prison Food's a bit trash. Well, yeah, trashier, but then Jailbait's 
right. So it's this prison set zombie movie uh, called Prison Food or Slash Jailbait, <laughs> starring two great action icons of yep. that time for me, or yep. horror icons, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Amazing. <laughs> from They Live and yep. The Wrestling, and Bruce Campbell. So Bruce Campbell is a getaway driver, Rowdy Roddy Piper, they're in the same criminal gang. He gets put away. Um, Bruce doesn't. I think he's got a girlfriend uh, played by Ray Dawn Chong, who, Tommy Chong's daughter, yes. who was in the 80s Commando movie with Arnie. Right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She helps out, like, uh, homeless drug addicts. I just made this bit up <laughs> on the street. And then, yeah, he, I think he gets in a tussle protecting her. Then he, he gets... He gets put into prison, basically. As well? Yeah, after Rowdy right. is in prison. Yeah. And Rowdy doesn't like him, and he doesn't want to go to prison. He's sent to the same prison as Rowdy Roddy Piper, right. basically. So they're not friends? No, they were. They were in a criminal gang together. Yeah. But then they a bank job fucked up at the beginning. He goes to prison, and then Bruce Campbell goes to prison as well. Okay, cool. Or they just kind of two separate criminals that meet in prison but there just has to be some sort of conflict between them i think yeah no no i'm i'm, I'm sold on it so yeah, far yeah, i'm sold yeah. on where it's yeah so then they go to prison they meet up uh bruce campbell starts sharing his cell with this um weird voodoo doctor guy yes played by keith <laughs> played by keith david i'm so excited <laughs> by your movie played by keith david from the thing yeah no yeah, yeah. and they live roddy piper and community yeah 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 uh, something about Mary's hilarious in. Um, and yeah, so he kills a guard or another inmate. Maybe he's got like a sort of gimpy little inmate bitch that, you know, kind of <laughs> that he like maybe kill. I don't know. And then he, yeah, he takes, he must take out one of the wardens or something first because he takes and he goes in a tower and then he locks it. And he's, he's sitting in this tower with all the TVs and he can see all the prison. And then he turns the guards into zombies and then he starts turning everyone in the prison into zombies. And then Rowdy, Roddy Piper and Bruce Campbell have to put the differences aside and work together um, <laughs> to uh, fight all these zombies in this prison and get out. Have you considered who would survive this? Well, that's her thinking. I'm thinking it's one of them where everyone possibly dies at the end. But but mm. by they, they, they get Keith David, they defeat him, but Rowdy Roddy... Piper stays behind and like defeats Keith David and like all the zombies and lets Bruce Campbell run off. Yeah. And then as he's escaping prison, he gets shot for being a jailbreak prisoner running out. Which would make a lot of sense because that's pretty much the end of Night, Night of the Living, Living Dead. Dead. But I like the idea of Keith David being like this kind of voodoo doctor in this tower and he's got like this army of zombies that do his bidding and he kind of controls them from this tower. Oh, um, and so there are all these zombies like attacking, and then they've got to kind of get up to this big tower and get Keith David because he controls all the zombies. What I quite like about this is it's sort of got. Um, it's obviously obviously it's a zombie movie, but it's yeah. got sort, sort of like of a witch doctor stuff, voodoo stuff. It's got a camp twist on it, a lot like Return of the Living Dead. Yes, you know, like that's, it's a it's a fun movie that. Yeah. Um, and this is very similar. In fact, yeah. it's it's quite uh, John Carpenter, like yes. sort of yes. uh, Big Trouble. Well. At the, yeah, at the time I was watching, obviously I was watching They Live a lot because yeah. it's got two members of the cast in. And, <laughs> but um, there'd be shower scenes. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> but, well, there probably would. Because <laughs> um, we make like, you know, a drop the soap joke and the soap gets dropped and then a zombie hand comes down and picks the soap up. Oh. 
and then it kind of there's a little joke about zombie bumming and then it cuts <laughs> I mean with rigor mortis they're, yes. they're ready to go yeah terrifying really because I want to have a few prison like cliche jokes in there so you have a zombie bumming joke wow <laughs> you have uh, what other cl- what other prison movie cliches are there the exercise yard I would imagine they wouldn't be very good at lifting weights yeah yeah be... but that's a little, that's got weapons they can use yeah. right, I, I, I can see Rowdy Roddy Piper swinging some like dumbbells weights around killing loads of zombies with it <laughs> Although you'd Bruce think was more the brains. If they got guns in <laughs> prison, they'd probably end up being rubber bullets and wouldn't be very effective against zombies. That could be, yeah, that could be a thing. They start shooting them and they go, oh, what the, yeah, the rubber bullets. Whereas I would imagine so like a metal lunch plate yes, that yes. they would get in the canteen would <laughs> actually be quite effective. Yeah. So I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking very hand-to-hand zombie action. Very. I don't know whether the zombies. Well, they should prob- possibly be slow, but they could be fast. But then they're voodooish. So I was always thinking slow but strong. Oh, okay, yeah. Like yeah. slow but really killer. And and once they're on you, they're like rah, 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 fast. <laughs> you know. Rah, 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 rah. I you know. You know what I mean. But not like twenty-eight days later. We're no. running in tracksuits yeah. to the shops. <laughs> I I could see this working as a as a sequel as well. Yes, a whole franchise of them. You should go B-movie to movie horror and or female prison. Yeah, sort of like Bang. Orange is the New Black. Yeah, um, Bang. Could have used from Ray Dawn's tra- Chong's character. Go, um, goes Latifah. to prison. Can we have Queen Latifah? Yeah, I mean, she wouldn't do a zombie movie. I'm thinking the 80s set she at this should. point, but I, 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 you know, it doesn't matter, you know, because like obviously we couldn't make this now because Roddy, Roddy Piper is dead, sadly. Yeah, well, you know, they can do a lot of stuff with CGI. Yeah, true, true. You know, true, we have Peter true. Cushing in the last Star Wars. Yeah, we yeah. can have Rowdy Roddy Piper yeah. beat up some zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah please. <laughs> Just all get I want. Mickey Rourke to stand in for him. I'm yeah, sure <laughs> yeah. Make yeah. him wear a suit like Andy Serkis. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I can't remember if there was any other details. Really. Now, who would you get to direct this? Well, probably at the time, I was probably thinking Carpenter. It's an, yeah, it's the, yeah, it's John the Carpenter. Uh, who was the guy who that did um, uh, Repo Man? Alex Cox. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. He's a bit. Well, just because this has got like a real punky twist to it, it's it does, almost yeah. In fact, I actually think uh, Dan O'Bannon would work really well for this with yes. Return of the Living Dead. Yes, like, with what he did with that. Um, or you know, I suppose this arguably ties with the sort of Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, Rodriguez. I mean, it could be really trashy and be like trauma or something, but yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, That's I don't true. Really, you wouldn't. I'd, I'd want it to be trashy, but not that sort of trashy. I think with the zo- with the voodoo element, Carpenter. it's really Wes that- Craven Carpenter. Um, yeah, Wes Craven, Craven could have done it. Um, yeah. It's a I, bit more straight action than yeah, yeah, Craven possibly. Did. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's probably going more action. So probably more action director. But I think it'd work as a really good bloody graphic novel if I had a really good artist. I think it'd be a good graphic novel as yeah. well. Or just a series of The Walking Dead. Yeah, <laughs> Walking Dead in prison, which <laughs> is season three yeah. of That's The it. Walking well, Dead. I think. Right. Well, I've never seen it, but you season know, four maybe. It's like prison to cell block age, but with zombies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really enjoyed that. That's a good one. Yeah. Thanks. Prison for uh, what do you think though? The 
end the whole debate. Is yeah. it prison food or jail based? It's prison food. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely yeah, prison yeah, food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, my turn. Time for my pitch. I'll give you a little bit of backstory context into when I came up with this. Uh, I came up with this when I was doing an MA in script writing. Um, it was an idea that I pitched to my group. Uh, it was going to be my final project. And the group unanimously uh, vetoed it. They said it was not only just like an awful idea, but that it was disgusting, uh, depraved and highly offensive. Right. So this was sort of an intervention. <laughs> People <laughs> like, Red, we're worried about you. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, pretty much. Right. Well, I'm intrigued. This sounds like a Lars I mean, von Trier I'll, masterpiece. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll qualify this with I don't think it's that bad. Okay. Um, I'll also say that when I came up with this idea, I wasn't really a fan of horror movies. I am now. I'm a big horror movie fan. I've watched a lot mm-hmm. in the last, I'd say, like four or five years. I think I came up with this a while ago. Right. Um, but at the time, I wasn't watching much. What I did appreciate about horror films were the extremes of horror at that time. So like things like Sharknado and Human Centipede... I found quite funny. Yes. I, I could see why they were appealing on a mass scale. I could see why right. they made a lot of money because yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just a very strong, simple idea, mm. you know, and the quality of it doesn't matter. Yeah. So like, I get that. Yeah. And that's basically where I'm coming from with this idea. But there can be good ones like that. I really liked Kevin Smith's Tusk. Um, well, yeah, yes, yeah. very much so. I actually think that really, if you want to really argue about, it, I think, that is basically what Carpenter's done his entire career as well. John Carpenter. Done what? Does what? those sort of silly ideas. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. but, and he often not, remakes, not, not he often remakes the one idea several times. <laughs> I love Ghosts yeah. on Mars. And I will, no. I will fight Ghosts people from Mars, like Ghosts it. on Mars, Ghosts in Mars. Who knows? Uh, it's, ru- <laughs> it's rubbish. Ice Cube <laughs> on Mars. <laughs> Ice Cube is called Desolation Williams in that he film. Is. And that is the best thing about that film. <laughs> it's not the best thing about that film. <laughs> Do you know what, though? I mean, we could talk about this on another time, because right, I feel yeah. very passionately about a ghost from, in, Ugh. or around Mars. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what's an interesting fact about Ghosts from Mars? Hit me. The lead actress in Ghosts from Mars... Who was... I forget her name. Natasha something, something Hens- like that. Dr- oh, I think it might be. Natasha yeah. Hentridge. She was in Species. Yes, I think it is her. Was it her? We should probably Google. Yeah, I think I'm just going to say it is It her. was... My mind is like Google. Anyway, she joined the project last minute because the actress they actually had for the lead broke her foot three weeks to filming. Um, so who was the original actress? Courtney Love. Oh, I have heard this. Yes. Doesn't that make the film so much better? Because It would have been so much better. The girl from Species plays it very straight and very serious. Yeah. Whereas Courtney Love, you'd be like, this girl rock, can't act. Yeah, rock star on Mars. And it would make... It would basically give it almost like a trauma edge. Yes. You know, like a toxic I probably Avenger. would have enjoyed it more. Exactly. It'd be much sillier. It wouldn't take itself as seriously. Also, the second choice uh, for replacing um, uh, Courtney Love was Michelle Yeoh. Now that would have been good. That would have been great, right? She's great. Yeah. Mm. So that's, be- yeah, I really like Ghost from Mars. It's a shame it could have been better production issues. Anyway, my pitch. Right. It begins. It's set in a hospital. Right. Now, I will say, when I came up with this pitch, um, 
obviously I, I wasn't a horror fan at the time. I have realized this idea is slightly derivative of other things now. I, I've seen more horror. I've realized yes. there are a few things that are a bit similar to this. But, you're, not, you're not the genius you thought you were. <laughs> you know, we all... You're not the Wes Craven you, you thought you were. I flew too close to the sun, Mike. <laughs> anyway, my pitch is this. Uh, set in a hospital, uh, one rainy night... A lone young girl walks into the hospital, into the main waiting room, yeah? They're like, hey, girl, why are you here in the hospital? <laughs> she's all like, she's just got a nightie on. She looks muddy. It's this is how it starts. She just walks in yeah, in the she, rain. This is the start, yeah. mate. She walks in, right? So the hospital staff are like, oh, you're right. What's the matter? And then she just bleeds out a fanny on the floor. Uh, right? What? Like, just like a menstruation or just like a full f- flow of... I think, like, because you got Blood to and gore or just blood or, or intestines, like, innards or what? This is a gory film, so I want... Yeah, okay. I want a heavy flow. But is it, like, shining heavy flow or is it, like... Oh, right, yes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, do you want guts and stuff? What is no, it? What no, kind no. of What kind of extrusion is it? I mean, like, I didn't realise we you were going to ask for this level of detail. Well... But I, I will... I'd say, it, I don't... I mean, we all know we're not claiming we're experts in menstruation in any way. No, no, no. <laughs> and but I would never. I am realising how grotesque my movie is. Anyway, yeah, it really is. Through right. this, this is the beginning. This right. is literally okay, the first so, scene. Girl, how old's the girl, by the way? Do I want to ask? 16. Did you have an actress in mind? No, I didn't. Not back for in, this. Back in the day, Jennifer Connelly? Not for this <laughs> role. Right. So this young girl comes into the hospital room and then blood comes out of her. Right, you're really taken by this. Because <laughs> like, we really dwelled on this. I feel like it... Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Right, so that happens. They just take her into the to surgery, don't they? Obviously. Hmm. They take her into surgery. Yeah. And they start operating and all that. But uh, she, so she realised, like, she's pregnant. Right. And she's, she's going to give birth. Yeah. To, to the baby then and there. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, but the problem is, it's a demon baby, isn't it? Oh, those ruddy demon babies. It's a demon baby. <laughs> oh. what, what's happened is, is she's one of uh, Satan's uh, virgin concubines. Oh, yeah. One of them, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. One of them. Yeah. And she's been banished to the mortal realm because Satan can't, can't be bothered to deal with childcare. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, why I, would he? I don't... Like, <laughs> I'm going out on a limb, but I think Satan would be a misogynist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So he's banished her to the mortal realm, and she's gone up there with Demon Baby. Now, demon baby. she delivers Demon Baby, but the Demon Baby is obviously a demon and a baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what the Demon Baby does, the first thing it does, it bites the doctor that... Right. Uh, ...that delivers Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So I can see that he comes out, the demon baby comes out. Sort of like on his hand, sort of waving it around. Great comedy moment. Like, like he's doing that. But what the bite does is it basically possesses the doctor. Yeah. Right? So the doctor's been possessed by demon baby. Yeah. So the doctor, the doctor will do whatever demon baby wants it to. It is merely a puppet of the demon baby. Right, a me puppet. Exactly. Okay. All hell breaks loose, like the doctors being dead evil and like killing nurses in this like surgery theatre. The baby's still like maybe chewing some toes. Lots of blood, awful, Carnage, gory, ridiculous. Gore. 
absolutely harrowing. Okay. Um, somehow, and I haven't really worked out this bit, <laughs> although I do have some ideas of, of how this could happen, but Segway, uh, the Doctor ends up with the demon baby in a papoose. Right. You know, like one of those, those and carriers. And possessed Doctor. Possessed Doctor. Do you have an actor in mind for the Doctor? Or? Ooh, I mean, like... If we're allowed to choose ones that are dead... It's, Anyone. It's a Harold Loomis from Halloween type. It's a Donald Pleasance. Right, yes, yes, yes. Um, so it's one... It's an, of an elderly gentleman. I get, yeah. Pretty much any older guy from, like, those 80s sort of horrors. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, this papoose, right? <laughs> so, you know, like, one of those child carriers. You know, like, uh, parents have those... You know, where they, they strap babies to their chests? Yes. That's that, is, is that a papoose? I yes, yes. Papoose. You can call it a papoose... Uh, baby carrier, whatever. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. So oh, there's a big shawl that you can get. There's the kind of shawl yes, thing. Yes, you can. This is more where they've got like the legs and the arms down. Yeah, yeah. So like a baby carrier. Yeah, yeah. a baby carrier whatever. strapped to papoose. his chest. Let's say papoose. So like the doctor's going around the hospital being all murderous. Let's say with like a big machete or something. Where would he get machete in a hospital? You know, Sorry. lost property. Scalpels. They've oh, got lost okay. property. Yeah, maybe a scalpel. A load of scalpels in his fingers, like Wolverine. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. Like, or like Freddy. I think or he should have one. like a large instrument. Like even maybe it's like a bludgeoning instrument. Sorry, I'm just think about hospital weapons. <laughs> what, <laughs> or what like a, you... an IV drip. Or they'll have, you could easily, <laughs> they'll probably be one of those axes on the wall, you know, that you smash and then there'll be an axe for fire axe. Yeah, he could have an axe. Fire axe. Fire axe, okay. Fire axe. We're agreed, he has a fire axe. AC's classic, fire axe. There's always a fire axe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's got a fire axe. Okay, go. And a baby in the papoose. Baby in the papoose, and fire what, axe, he's going. What I like about this is like, so when he's running around killing people, yeah. um, the baby is in the papoose and the baby's just making little baby giggling noises like, yeah. but he's like murdering people. Yeah. So like what would happen was like, someone would run away from him, yeah? yeah? And they'd like, let's say they'd hide in a cupboard. Right? Yeah. So they'd be hid in a cupboard yeah. and all they'd hear would be like a little giggling baby slowly approaching them like, oh, yeah, yeah. Demon then, babies are always good. Brain dead. Really good demon exactly. baby. And then, like, the door would open and there'd be, like, the baby in the papoose and the baby's like, <laughs> having a great time. And then he's just, like, Donald, Donald Pleasance is there yeah, with, a, with, an, with axe, an axe. With a fire axe. With a demon baby on him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we need to talk about characters because this is important in this movie. Okay. The main character is a midwife, okay? Um, she's going through, she's got a lot of relationship problems at the time. I like it. Good, strong midwife her- heroine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I was thinking. I'm loving it. Um, who is the lead from the new Evil Dead? Jane Levy. She's, um, no idea. she's really good at the moment. She's in quite a few uh, bits of horror and I really like her. Okay, I'll so check her out. She'd be a good lead. Anyway, so um, midwife, uh, she's having relationship problems. Basically, her boyfriend really wants a baby. She isn't sure whether she wants a baby or not. Uh, she's just generally having that sort of like mid-twenties question. Do I want to have children? Do I not? I feel like I need to make that decision now for the rest of my life. So she's considering that. She goes into work. She sees all of this. Yeah. All of this happens in her work. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, she's been put off kids a fair bit. Yeah. Basically, what I'm trying to say is the movie is about an exploration of a fear of uh, adulthood, a fear of children, 
Um, like myself, like I don't have any kids. I find them quite terrifying, in fact, because I, I don't have any connections. I've got them. two kids yeah, and I do. find them terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Um, so, yeah, it's very much about like a, a fear of adulthood, a fear of growing up, I think, uh, which is very yeah. much a primal fear. Yeah. Um, now, there's a few scenes in it that really hit this home. Okay. Right. There's a few scenes because remember, I'm going for like over the top grotesque. Right. Um, so one of the things I think uh, should happen is that the demon baby should reproduce. Um, now I've got two the, ideas. The baby reproduces. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, my idea, and uh, I'm not proud of this idea. Uh. Um, I think the baby should rape a man. Right. You. <laughs> We're leaving that pause in the podcast. You think a, the baby should rape what man? A man. A man. Oh, I'm, a, I'm going for a kind a of caretaker. extra caretaker, a caretaker, a hospital porter. Yeah. Um, okay. Is this all set in the hospital still? Is it this is. going anywhere else? It's, it's pretty much like a now. bottle. So a bit like mine set in the prison, yours is sort of set in the hospital. Exactly. I love that kind of movie. Very um, much. The old Die Hard classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, hospital. Rapes man. Um, <laughs> baby rapes the man. Uh, I think the, the man gives birth to a, a baby somehow. I don't know, maybe. Through his mouth? Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grotesque. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just, yeah. The more See, of I'm thinking this could be directed by the Usner uh, guys, the uh, Brian, the reanimator yes. and from beyond people. That's that's a good shout. Uh, anyway, sorry, carry on. Um, so at one point, like, the baby, like, reproduces, like, loads of them. So let's say there's, like, like, there's, like, a, like, let's say you opened a door to a corridor and there were 60 to 100 little demon babies just oh, crawling around on the God. floor. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And now, imagine to cross that room, you have to sort of like walk across them, almost like treading on them like eggshells. And they're sort because they're oh. babies, aren't they? They're brittle bones and they're yeah. just breaking beneath your feet. These well, they're little still demon like demon babies. going like. <laughs> And there's this sort of dichotomy, isn't there? Because it's like, yeah, they are demons and I'm glad they're dead. But they're but also they're still babies. babies. It's awful, isn't yeah. it? That idea, you know, walking down a corridor and the babies yeah. are all just breaking. You know, like snails, you know? Yeah. Horrid. Yeah. Uh, you know? yeah. All of that uh. stuff. And then uh, the finale, the woman, the, the, the midwife, she escapes out of the hospital. She escapes uh, in, in an ambulance, let's say. I think an ambulance is a good way to get away from the hospital. Would you agree? Yeah, well, a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she jump gets an ambulance. The, she gets in the. Ambulance. Does she have help here? How is she getting? Surely there's a crew of people, like a classic horror movie. They're well, trying to get out of the hospital. They're working together, teamwork. I thought the. Or is it just her? Well, it's not just her. I know that definitely her her boyfriend turns up at the hospital to give her some flowers at one point. Because, of course he you does. Know, you know he's trying to really push home that he wants a kid. You know he's trying to be yeah. really romantic. So and he, he loses an arm later on. <laughs> I think he dies. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think he dies. But I also think she realizes that he wasn't the right person for him. Yeah. For her so before. it's okay. He's yeah. dead. Doesn't exactly. matter. <laughs> there could be some other um, potential characters. Yeah. Bit of a I spark like, with a new character. I like the idea of um, like Patient. particularly. Uh, like a, like a gay dad, uh, gay dads uh, preparing to take home their first child. I'd quite yes. like them in it. I also and then think to that's where kick- they get the papoose from. That's where he gets the papoose from because they definitely have a baby yes. carrier. Yes, yes. Um, but I can see them on baby carriers, two dads with shotguns or something like. Yeah, killing. Mate. Yeah, mate. Killing demon babies and. 
I also think that there is one old woman who um, yeah, basically woman. she she uh, she's introduced at the start of the movie because she always hangs out at the uh, the birthing ward, like the the midwife unit. You know, like where one of the those women, yeah. And basically, she's always there. And she's always like, and oh. she's always crying because I think she like lost a child at one yeah, point. Yeah, or she always wanted one, never yeah, had, yeah. or couldn't have. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll come back to her later because she's she's going to be important, right? You sparked my interest. Um, but uh, but towards the end, the midwife escapes in this ambulance. Yeah, right. The baby, demon baby, comes after her. Mm. Let's say the doctor's, the body's dead at this point. It's just the baby, right? Right. So the demon baby's after her, and mm. she's in the ambulance, in the back of the ambulance, and the demon baby's, like, nipping at her shins and all that. Yeah. The way she kills the demon baby, yeah? Yeah, yeah. She turns to her left. Yeah. What's there? Defibrillator. Right. Yeah? She heats up the, yeah. the magnetic pads... Yeah. And blasts the baby, the demon baby, and it just fucking splats up the wall. <laughs> yeah. It just, phew, yeah, just take all that, up the wall. Demon baby. Um, so that's that's the demon baby dead. Yeah. Right. And good, then she's away. Good. She gets away. Uh, that's pretty much the end of the movie. Except, you remember cry old lady that I was talking about earlier? Yo, the y- one that y- lost y- a child. Yeah, yeah, I remember her. Who yeah, was she yeah. who was she played by? Well mate, you'll never guess. Oh. Kathy Burke. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's an interesting choice. Kathy Bates. I think this is definitely an American movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd say it's basically it's the woman from the mist. Have you seen that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, which is a great adaptation. Yeah. The uh, crazy religious woman from the Mars, mist. Yeah. She's an Oscar winner. Well uh, from a long time ago She's for one movie. She's not going to win one for this. <laughs> uh, um, and the final scene is basically she's walking out of the hospital and um, you just hear like a little noise under her coat. Oh. And she's got yeah. a demon baby yeah. under her coat. She's taken it home to nurse as one of her own, hasn't she? Because oh, she's yeah. lost a child. Yeah. She'll do anything and to do And that'll lead to a sequel, it. Demon Baby 2. Mate, you're on it. Yeah. Oh, I haven't even told you the title of this piece. Is it not called Demon Baby? It's not that's probably Demon there's Baby. probably a film called Demon Baby. There will be. And uh, I'll, I'll say this: when I originally pitched this in my MA group, right, it was the title of the piece that really turned them off. Up until this point, they were very much on the fence. Yeah, but could it's have the gone title that, that tipped them over the edge. Okay. My movie is called Cop Death. Cop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd enjoy that a what bit about... more. I mean, like you've, I think I've upset you there. <laughs> no, it's because you've got kids, isn't it? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I think it's good. No, no, I don't mind it. It's just I, I can understand why some people might. <laughs> now, bearing in mind, this is but a this is an idea. It'd be a good shocker. It's a bit that make exactly. it nasty, make it trashy. Yeah, yeah. Why isn't there? Probably is a film called. I don't. I don't want to look it up. But um, yeah, there is yeah. one called like Satan Baby. Uh, which is something I found out after coming up with this. I will say, like, I came up with this a good few years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's yeah. I'd probably refine it now, but how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, it's slightly similar to mine in a way. It's all trapped monsters in a place, but I mean, it's, mine's a bit more masculine. Yours is baby demons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's sort of like um, they, they could work as a double bill, actually. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, they're both trashy B-movie horror. Yours is, uh, would you have, would you work up to a bigger monster towards the end? Would there be like a sort of, I don't know. I don't, I just, I know that I really. squiddy monster 
I really like thing. the imagery of killing the final demon baby yeah. with the defibrillator. I yeah. know I like that imagery. But would they all be? So would it be sort of more like gremlins or something? Like with the tiny it's got a gremlins ghoulies, gremlins thing to it. kind yeah. of, or like critters. Sort yeah, of. yeah, that kind of creature feature. It's actually, I think, the movie that's most like uh, having read up more on horror movies since coming up with this idea would be It's Alive. Yes, I think there's a few of those. I think there's like three. I haven't seen movies. them. I haven't either. Um, Sorry, you but I've this. seen like a lot of the effects in it. With they would have. They had like a lot of demon babies, little prosthetic demon babies. Right, so yeah. are pretty much what I'm envisaging, yeah. envisaging yeah. with this project. Yeah, I mean it's a perfect title, really. You can't really tell, you know. You're not going to get distribution with but, that title. Uh, that's a problem. Like, <laughs> yeah, demon babies go to hospital. Or something, you know, it's gonna, it'll attract a certain crowd. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, it works. It's good. It's good. Cool. I like it. I like it. Well, um, what we're going to have to do now is we're going to have to go and sit down and think of some more pitches to do for the next episode. Um, I yes. hope you... It's people listening to this. Is that? I don't know why. <laughs> uh, but I hope they continue to. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk into your ears. Uh, I've been Reb Redmond. I've been Mike Milling. We're going to go now. I'm still Mike Milling. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>